idea of floor raisers versus ceiling raisers, I think we have people on our team who are one, people who are on our team who are the other. I don't think one is more valuable than the other, but certain skill sets do certain things. So I would say that um, when this, and I specifically say this about like Chase, when he was kind of doing almost all of the design work in every aspect. Yeah. That was a that was a floor raising kind of role where it was like, you know that this stuff is going to be at a certain level. You don't have to worry about it being worse than that because he's what Chase is bringing to the table is, you know, all this, all this branding is going to be cohesive. The design is going to be strong and he's going to design good websites that say, do and say what we want them to say. Whereas I believe that Matt Burt is probably a ceiling raiser where it's like you hire somebody like that because of his elite skill level to design interesting, new, effective web tools, essentially. Yeah. And the, it's, you're not thinking about, well, it's at least going to be this good. You're thinking about how great can this work really become? And I think that's, for any team, I mean, because like I've I've heard it being said about like the NBA, you know, some guys like keep the team. They're only going to be so bad when you have this guy on your team, but it doesn't mean you're going to be the best team in the league. And so I, I think it's fun to think about how just like that comes to build with, because there are some people that like keep us keep the floor of our performance at a certain really high level, but not everybody is like pushing the quality to the moon, but some people are. But then you could, you could make the argument that people can play both roles too. For because sure. Because in like a, a branding setting, Chase is absolutely raising the yeah. standard. And that's why I moon. think it's fun. Because but if we put a Matt Burt designing just anything, mm -hmm. then that would just be like a, more of maintaining just a certain quality. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what's fun is like, that's where you find where people shine and I think where like the three X or multiple X comes in is, you know, we hire people who are all capable of solid um, floor raiser type work. Yeah. You know, it's like there are a bunch of people who do a lot of different things, but once we find where their like lane is, it's like, oh, you're on fire doing this kind of work. That's where, you know, our, our work really increases in quality. You know, once, yeah. like when we hired James on to do video editing, it's like, oh, Angel is a great video editor, but we want him out in the field because he's like a badass videographer. That's where he's shining. And now that James is doing the video editing, that took that process through the roof because people were more like aligned with in roles that made sense for their most elite skills. And there's like in a business setting, yeah, there's, there's value for both skill sets because it's like, in the NBA, you just need guys just consistently delivering. Yeah. And no, nothing crazy, no dunks, no ridiculous mm -hmm. half-court shots. Like, you need some of that, but you also just need just free throws. And yeah, the fundamentals have to be strong. Just the fundamentals <laughs> have to be strong. Yeah. And so, I guess you could, you could argue that uh, unless the floor is held at a certain standard you can't even raise the ceiling. Sure. You don't even have that opportunity to go reach for something new. Yeah. If you're not 
hammering on the fundamentals first. Sure. I think a lot of it goes in. So it works together. I think the the way that like BuildWit has grown is that as we hire more people or as we have hired more people, it frees up, um, well, you, for instance, but then Dan, um, Lori, et cetera, everybody to focus on the things that make them, you know, 30x people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like once Dan had more freedom to think of new ideas and maybe spend a little less time on we need people to do work for, you know, uh, there's like a, a really specific like change in the business when that happened. Totally. But like he was bringing in sales and closing deals and like that was obviously so valuable and it was really great. And then now that he's like able to focus on more higher level things, the company's going through the roof in a lot of ways. And so I think yeah. that's what's so fun is when you see people kind of lock into that thing. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, that was the right move for us and for them or, you know, whatever it is. No, it's been, and especially Dan and I, I feel like we're doing less than ever before, mm-hmm. but we're supporting more than ever before. Supporting what? You mean? Just everybody. Yeah. Like, however they need support, we're just supporting them instead of actually doing. We're Like, at least that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm doing less than I ever have been. Like, just actually just checking boxes, doing. And that's that's always an important part of our business and it, that's how I got here. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, all right, I need to be doing less because I need to be thinking more and helping support more and helping solve problems and just serving our team as well as I can. I would s- do you, I'll ask it as a question. Do you feel like the more that your job becomes about leadership and vision casting and really, really high level thought that you have less and less tasks. Yes. Because I think that's what's been really fascinating to see is, I've, I've said this phrase before and I don't know if I've said it to you, but like a great thing for BuildWit is to let Aaron be Aaron. And the less like, I don't want, I'm not going to say admin, but the less like you have to look at a list and say, all right, part of my job this Every week is to do this thing. And then the next thing on the list is this thing. The less it's those sorts of ideas and more how do you how do you feel like our company furthers the mission of making the dirt what a better place that's yeah. better for everybody? Well, and even um, like next week, I'm going to see Mushlitz, Berg, and Carter. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a deliverable for any of those three companies. Well, are you going to shoot photos? Do you think? Yes, absolutely. That's why I'm going. Um, part of what part of what I'm doing, but and so so that's what I mean by I'm I'm doing less than ever before. Like I'm not necessarily delivering upon what we're promising partners, but I'm helping develop the relationship. Yeah, I'm helping to further understand what their needs are. I'm helping to further our brand in the industry. I'm helping to further our understanding of the industry yeah. and, and how we can advance our, our mission and how we can expand upon not only creative, but leaders and the other companies we're creating now. So it's just, um, yeah, it's, I, I guess I'm not, I'm not doing less, but it's a just different kind of doing like we've talked about. Yeah. But the, the interest, we talked to Rich about this a lot the other day and, and it's just the concept of like, you really want to understand what your attributes are because you're so much better off working with what you're naturally good at than 
trying to work on all your weaknesses and become kind of good mm-hmm. at something. And and I've you know I figured this out in college where I took a I took a class on um, in circuits. So I had two two options, and it was like an you have to take this elective for engineering class. You have to take or engineering school. You either have to take circuits or thermodynamics. I word on the street was thermodynamics was harder than circuits, and yeah. I just I just needed to check the box like, I'm out. and move on. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, good. I'll take circuits. Terrible mistake. It was brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. My mind does not function when I can't see what the hell we're talking about. Circuits, dude, it's it's this is like electrical. Yeah, but but it's like it's like electrical engineering, like the theory behind yeah. the flow of electricity within oh, different circuits. It, it's it's all just math. Yeah. It's not like, oh yeah, you're connecting this resistor to this and like you're soldering it together in a little lab. No, it's just like just straight, straight wizard math. Yeah, you're not taking like Electrician 101. No, yeah. no. And so I I worked harder than I'd ever worked in a class before. And I got a D in the class. Brutal. Which was passing because if because it wasn't directly correlated to my major, which mm-hmm. was construction engineering. It had nothing to do with construction it engineering. It just had to be like attached to your major. It just had to be, it was just a rule. Yeah. And uh, so if it was attached to my major, I would have had to get a C. But since it wasn't attached, there you go. a D was passing. But it taught me that it really oftentimes is not a, um, like the people, people say like, if you just work hard enough, you'll be able to do something. I learned that's not necessarily true because that was the hardest I'd ever worked in school before. And yet I got a D and I was stoked on that D, but that was because I was working. I was trying to get good at something. I just could not naturally understand. Could just, could not, my brain just does not work that way. And so I can work as hard and hard and hard and hard as I can, but I'm never going to, I'm never going to master it. So I'm better off. And, and people say, work on your weaknesses. And then there's the other school of thought where it's just like, figure out what you're good at and focus on that. And then find other people to, that are good at your weaknesses and let them run. Yeah. I think that's a way better strategy, way better strategy. I mean, a great like word for that is like having a knack for something. Um, there's a, a book series that at least myself and um, Chase have read called The King Killer Chronicle. It's fantasy. It's ridiculous. We don't have to talk about that. But they talk about a knack. Like, you know, you say you have a knack for math or whatever. They talk about that word knack as if there's like some sort of like innate magic in it. Where it's like some people have a knack for remembering names when they meet somebody. So they always have those names in the back of their head. Yeah. That like, as hard as, and I'm not, I'm going to use you as an example, regardless of if you're actually really great with names or not, regardless of if you do, use all the like principles for remembering names, like when somebody introduces you, you say their name right back to them and then you mm-hmm. say it again, you say it th- the three times and then whatever. Even if you like do all those steps, if somebody's just like has it in their brain that they're just awesome with names, it's just going to be easier for them to remember somebody's name the next time they meet them versus you who like had to go through all these steps to remember that thing to, to be like passable or good enough at it. Yeah. And there's still value in learning how to remember someone's name. Sure. But you'll never be as good as someone who's it's, it's, it's like photography is the same way for me. Yeah. Photography versus video mm. photos is just, I don't stress about it. I don't think about it. 
I just do it. I just do it. And that's how I like to, I like, I just like to just do it and just get whatever, whatever I get. Mm-hmm. If I get a, a shot list or something like that, I'm stressed out. I can't, I just can't work effectively. It just does not work that way. Have you turned down shot lists, like ideas from partners early on, maybe? You, I've always kind of set the standard that you don't do that. I'm, I'm still, I'll still meet them kind of in the middle. Like when I was shooting for Thompson yesterday, I asked them before, like, so what are, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. So I can know at least what to focus on a little bit. But beyond that, I'm not going to just get you certain shots because I just, it takes all the fun out of it. I, have, I start stressing about it. It, it. it completely does away with what I'm good at. And same thing with video. It's like, if I had to go make a video tomorrow, it would be so stressful mm-hmm. and so terrible. I would just, str- and I, I don't enjoy it. I, I can't stand anything about video. And so that's why since the beginning of the company, I was like, I'm not doing video until I can hire someone to do video. Yeah. Which probably hurt me early on because everyone wanted video, but I knew that it just, it was not worth my time trying to figure out video because, hey, I can just double down on becoming world-class at photography. And then that will give me the means to go bring someone in who's world-class at video, enter Angel at the time. Yeah. And we've built upon that. He's still world-class. He's not saying at the time he's yes. world-class. Yes. Well, at the time, Still at, good. Yeah, but he yeah he's come a long ways mm-hmm. to his video. Yeah. But anyway, this entire conversation, I don't know how it started, but we just started having this conversation. We weren't recording. We were like, why don't we just hit the recording button? Yeah. So um, 14 minutes in, welcome to the Internal Build It podcast, everybody. Hey, y'all. <laughs> we're really happy to have you here. And that was our... Just what we're thinking about. Yeah. This is uh, Aaron and I's fifth podcast recording together this yeah. week. And then after this, we do number six. We do number six. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's been a been a journey this week. You know, it's just part of growing a business. But like, like I said, you know, this week is intense, but then next week I'm traveling. It evens out. It, e- it evens out. It's not ideal. Also, I mean, this week tacked on to last week, which, you know, of course was a shortened week for everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's just a lot of stuff built up. It's fine, but I am very thankful today's Friday. Let me tell you, you know, even if you like what you do, Fridays are still the best. Sweet feeling. (laughs) I mean, what's so funny is, you know, we, we have our team call on Fridays that I love doing and I love just getting to um, just talk with the people on our team and connect a little bit that way. When it's over, I kind of go into admin mode. It's like, all right, I've got some stuff to clean up here with this project. I just feel like my, like, I don't mean production in terms of like what my job requires, but like a, I'm not going to start something from scratch after that call. Yeah. I just like my energy level isn't built that way for that. So it's like, all right, what have I been, what email have I been putting off since yesterday or what? You know, those sorts of things that like feel like little bows on a week. Um, just because that's how Fridays feel. Well, since I'm since I'm a business owner, that's typically my Saturday or Sunday. Sure. Or both. Yeah. And that's I love working on the weekend. And I, I'm I'm not um condoning working on the weekend for, for everybody listening to this, sure. but I love it because I have nothing better to do. And it's just my like there's no Slack messages. There's no emails. There's no text messages. There's no phone calls. Yeah, I just get to 
kind of tidy up whatever I've been putting off for, especially coming off a trip. You know, I was just traveling for five days, mm-hmm. blew off all of this work I needed to do. And it's just like, I got to just go through and sweep everything up and get everything nice and clean for the, the coming week. And it's a very good feeling. Uh, well, I'll tell you, because you made fun of me earlier this week, one of my tasks um, for this afternoon is to clean up my desktop. I I have no problem with it. It's bad. I just know you really, um, unless you have some top secret files on there, you really ought to send a screenshot to the <laughs> to the group because I know it would give quite a few people at our company an absolute meltdown. Well, what's so funny is I'm also anti like having any notifications on my email. So like I never have a one. I'm always, I've always checked and moved it to the right folder, moved it to, I always pin it if I'm like, definitely need to come back to it. Like really? I'm really good about that. And I used to be good about my desktop, but it's at some point it was just like so many files all the time. And I'm like, I'll get to this eventually. And now, no, it's, you're, now it's bad. I, I guess to paint the picture, since this is audio and a podcast, your desktop, like you can't even really tell what picture it is. Mm-mm. It's just files. And what's even worse is it's really, it's like, I have one full <laughs> desktop and then an additional desktop that's half full when I'm plugged into my second monitor. Nice. So when it's just by itself, it stacks on top of each other, which is even worse. Oh, okay. But I'm not, I mean, I don't even look at it. I'm always going to the finder and then get to where I want to go then. Really? It, yeah. It's more, <laughs> it started as a reminder to like put these in a place and now it's just scary. I thought I turned my phone off. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, I'm a professional podcaster. Enough about this. We do have a couple questions, Aaron. Okay, cool. Do you want to note what Daniel said? Sure. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. And worth uh, noting. I, yeah. Like you don't have to read it word for word or anything like that. I will. Because I just think it's it's well said. I don't I don't need to make it any better. I would, I would definitely make it worse. Um so if, you, if y'all haven't seen, I put out an email last night, so that would have been Thursday, July 29th, um, saying, to those who haven't... Su- I didn't start the email this way, but this is in the email. To those who haven't submitted a question for the internal podcast, I'd love to hear why you haven't yet. It's important to me to continue making these internal podcasts have real value to the team, so I'd love any and all suggestions or questions. Yeah, we, we know who's sent in a question and who hasn't. Oh, we know. And if you haven't, we're coming. Uh, and I'm always very thankful for the questions that do come in. Um, But so Daniel Jaggers emailed me this morning, said, Hey dude, honestly, I struggle to think of questions to ask. In my previous job, the amount of communication from the top has been so limited and lacked any level of transparency. So with Aaron being so transparent, I find myself feeling like I have everything I need to know. And that told me a lot, Yeah, which is, I think, really valuable. Yeah, I think we're accomplishing what we want to accomplish with the internal podcast. Mm -hmm. And I know total transparency Sometimes there is a downside to it. Sure. And I haven't learned the um, the dichotomy to it yet. Like maybe maybe you don't share everything all the time. Do you, do you feel like you've at times shared things with the team that shouldn't have been shared? Yeah, it's not it's not that it's it's like it's weird. I don't want to be I don't want to come off like I'm withholding any information or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just not relevant or necessary. Yeah, like, why did we need to know that? Yeah. Or like, man, everybody just got riled up over something. And I know it's not a big deal. And so maybe it would have just been better to not get everybody riled up over something insignificant mm-hmm. that they 
didn't necessarily need to know. And then also, this is just something I'm going to be working on indefinitely. I feel like, um, and it is, it's even in the leadership tactics and strategies book by Jocko. He's just like, Hey, as a leader, you need to be super aware of your words and how you say things and why you say things because people, they listen to it in all different ways and they really dissect what you're saying. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're taking your attitude, your tone. They're taking everything into consideration. And uh, I've, I've learned like, I'll say something just off the cuff that to me doesn't mean anything, but to someone else means a lot Yeah, in a good way or a bad way. And it's just something to be aware of. But that said, I think just being completely transparent is way, 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 way better than not. There's way sure. more benefits to it than negatives to it. And I think I can work on the negatives so that it's mostly just beneficial. I think there'll always be negatives to it. Sure. Well, uh, But that's not a reason not to do it. No, it's not. Uh, you hear that, corporate America? You hear that, corporate America? Um, well, I, I could speak for myself and say that I'm very thankful for the level of transparency that you offer our team, that you offer me specifically. Um, I know that it honestly, for me, I would say it helps me invest more of myself into the company in a lot of ways. That it's like if I feel like I know more about BuildWit, that like I it matters to me more. Yeah. Um. So. Well, and I hope everybody understands too. A lot of this, like none of this is prepared. No. So I am totally just speaking off the cuff, just speaking whatever's on my mind mm -hmm. without a filter. And so I hope people learn to understand that at the same time and just take it with a grain of salt and also understand that I don't have things figured out. I am still a hum a young human being with limited life experience mm -hmm. and I'm doing my best. So I very rarely absolutely nail it. And I hope people understand that too when they're listening to these they listen to it with that filter in mind like okay he's doing his best this is where his mind's at right now just understand like the guy's not perfect this mm -hmm. isn't well thought out this isn't reading off a script yeah like we were just Jeez. talking about yeah uh it, it is just total natural conversation that's this is what this is what joe rogan talks a lot about people take what he says so far out of context all of the time they take just a little sound bite of his pot and then they just they use it to either further their agenda further further their agenda or they take they take it to attack him or attack someone else or whatever it may be. I see mm -hmm. it all the in so many different applications. And he says it's it's extraordinarily frustrating, which I can totally understand because the guy is just he's just talking. He's just saying whatever comes into his mind. If you and I had a three-hour podcast, it would probably go off the rails. Too. It would go so... It's This This has already gone off the rails. Right, 24 and, minutes. Yeah, and people... Like, they don't do it, so they don't really understand yeah. what goes into this. And they don't really put themselves out there even. So they don't put their put their thoughts and, and feelings out there even in a public arena where it could be criticized, and yet they sit there and just criticize and attack. Mm -hmm. So I could... Not that I'm Joe Rogan, you, but I can understand the frustration just a little bit. Yeah, I'm with you. And not that this is taken out of context, but it's something I think about. Well, just 
it goes back to what you're saying about Jocko that like the way you speak is is really really important when you're a leader because people will hear it in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So you want to be clear, have clarity. Yeah. Important. Yeah. Um, what excites you the most about the next six months? Or maybe not the most, but just what excites you about the next six months? Um, the lessening of of financial pressure is super exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Really seeing, you know, we built this leaders product and it came at a cost for our team, for our partners, financially. Certainly. It, it's just come at a cost. Um, and it is, it's, it's sometimes hard to sit there and just pay the price every single day with nothing in return mm-hmm. and sit there and just believe, 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 believe. And I am to the point where it's like, okay, I am, I'm ready to see a return on investment. Sure. Uh, and not saying my belief is, is that from an emotional standpoint or yeah, like, yeah, it's really an emotional thing. Like not saying my belief is, is exhausted or I believe more than I ever have. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, and, and, and in fairness, it's been three and a half years of this, of just nonstop financial pressure and not that it's going away because of leaders. Yeah. I think it's just a indefinite thing with business as I've learned and with a growing business. I mean, I, the fact that every business owner has financial pressure, I don't necessarily buy into that because most business owners, they start a business and they're chilling. That's the business. Yeah. They're not necessarily growing or anything like that. But if you want to grow aggressively, you're always going to have financial pressure. But I'm ready for for that to, to lighten up just a little bit. Yeah. Would be nice. It'd be really, really nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm honestly, just full transparency, very excited to see what leaders can do in the month of August for us financially. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's where a lot of my mental energy goes these days. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a, a lot of weight to carry around all the time. Sure. It's not anxiety inducing. I don't really worry about it, but it's just, it's just a lot of weight. And it feels like, like my knees are a little sore and I want to give them a little bit of break. Yeah. Um, is, is there anything mm, you put a lot of care and, and support to, um, every member of our team? Is there something that our, our team can do to support you in, in any of that? No. Other than just what we're doing, I guess. No, that's just my job. Um, they're doing everything they need to be doing. So, so, so that's probably top of mind. Secondary. I'm really excited to just see the creative team kind of shake out yeah. over the next six months. I, I, uh, they just need some time to just shake everything out. I feel like mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're doing great. They've, they've been under a lot of pressure. Um, leaders isn't going away, but the burden should be less and less and less as time goes on. Yeah. And with that, I think they'll be able to refocus on what's right in front of them. I mean, in a lot of ways, it it has been an agency plus other things, really, almost for its entire life. Yeah, and so I, I think there's a lot of value into, or a lot of value that would come from, just like be a killer agency for our partners. Exactly, and they've so they've they've been the ones covering for everybody else while everybody else moves. You know, cover and move. Yeah, and now. And we just talked to, you know, Dan and I talked to Lori about this the other day. And now is really the first, op- and over the next six months, it'll yeah. be the first opportunity Build It Creative has had to actually move while being covered by Build It Leaders and by other 
facets of our business for the first time ever, Yeah, which is a really exciting thing. So I'm just excited to see where that thing goes. Um, I'm excited to see where, where leaders goes. I think it's going in a direction that, you know, we can take a good guess at where it's headed, but none of us really know. Yeah. So I'm just excited to see where it goes. Um, over the next six months, I'm excited to see what happens with the office and I'm excited to see how our, how our team utilizes it and mm -hmm. what effect it has on our business and our culture. Super stoked. I busted my ass for a year to put that damn thing together again with no return on investment. Yeah. Zero. And every, that, that's why everybody's like, man, you must be you know so excited and proud. It's like, cool. Yeah. I created a cool space, but it still hasn't yielded anything yet because our people are no not here. used it. It, no one's used it. Yeah. And that's the point. I the, the point was not to go create, if the point was to go create a really kick-ass office that people are envious of, okay, yeah, I'd feel stoked right now. I don't feel stoked right now because that wasn't ever the point. Mm -hmm. I don't care about proving myself to others with my office and having people there to, yeah, no, it's a big deal. It's tailored to furthering our culture and our mission and without our people there, none of that's happening yet. Yep. So over the next six months, that'll start to take take hold. Mm -hmm. Super fired up about that. Um, I'm fired up over the next six months to just grow our team, add more phenomenal people to develop the the existing people we have to see where where they go. A lot of our team is still new. Yeah. Add another six months on that, they're going to start to settle in. They're going to start to really understand our values, our culture, our mission, and they're going to be able to. You know, a lot of people come into our business and and uh, it takes them like six months to a year to just shake off a lot of their past experiences, I've noticed. I mean, sure. the more experienced they are, the longer it takes. Is mm -hmm. It's not always that way, but nine times out of 10, it's that way. And you add, you know, six months a year on top of a lot of these new people. I'm fired up to see where, where they go and where they're at. Yeah. It's funny that you... It's kind of like relations, relationships in general, you know, where it's if, say you're coming out of like a long-term relationship into something new, you're, you're still carrying all this like baggage from the last thing. Totally. I, I love that idea of people who've, who've come to build with more recently, I don't want to say like shaking the stink off of the last job because it didn't necessarily have to be a bad job no. previously, but being able to just put a lot of, get a lot more time in the build with kind of sphere and see what their work looks like, you know, six months from now when they're cruising and not being like, am I, am I cool to make a decision like this? Or totally. is this really what we should be working? You know, like just having more confidence in those sorts of questions, I think is really exciting to think about. Yeah. Well, even um, what Daniel said, I mean, it just takes a while to have, to know how to process as much information as we give people. Yeah. Like he says, never worked in a place like that. I've realized it's not just like a, okay, we hand everybody all the information. They know what the fuck to do with it. They've never had it before. They don't know what to do with it. And it's probably super overwhelming to, yeah. at the beginning. I don't know, but I could probably guess that it's really overwhelming. And it just takes, takes time to shake that out and even be able to emotionally process probably a lot of the information we give people. Yeah. And the, and the trust we give people, the freedom we give people. Yeah. So that's what I'm most excited for. What are you most excited for? Um, I'm excited to put the uh, MVP version of the of the Buildwin online on my phone. 
yeah. to start fooling around with when, yeah. that, when that comes around. Yeah. Mostly because it's, it's, that is one of those things that until it's real, and I say this because I have a, a software background, that like it's, it's, it doesn't, it's not going to feel real until it's like in my hand, until it's in our team's hand, it's, until it's in our quote unquote beta testers' hands who are basically just fans of BuildWit and people who really, really care about the industry and about what we're doing, that it will start to, to feel like what it's been dreamed to be, which is this big connector for hopefully the dirt world as a whole. Like hopefully people think of the dirt world and think of, of BuildWit in that way, whatever we end up like calling BuildWit online or whatever, you know, whatever that grows into. Um, so that's just like really exciting to me, I think, to think about. It's something I'm not working on at all. And yet it's going to be something I feel like I'm a part of when it becomes you know, available to start fooling around on. So that's going to be really cool. Totally. Um, I've said it a lot, but the other thing I'm really excited about is just what the rhythm of Dirt Talk looks like once we're in the studio. Uh, it's just, uh, uh, Daniel and I went to the um, office yesterday and we ironed out the last bits of questions for how we're going to film the podcast in a way that like makes sense and is financially viable. And until then it was still sort of a dream because the room didn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only really very recently been a real space with how it's going to work. And so it's just been really exciting to problem solve in like a real tangible way and not a, well, the room's vaguely this size and vaguely this shape. And so maybe we can do it. You know, that's not the conversation anymore. Yeah. And so I'm just really excited to see um, how we can continue the work we've been doing and really grow that work in a, in a new way. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, it's going to totally change, totally change the podcast in a very positive way. Yeah, and then, like the podcast is is doing fine. Like we don't monetize it on purpose. Like that is by design. But the more we can grow it, the, that's better for BuildWit. And the dirt world. I mean, like the, it's it's very much connected to our mission in a a way that I'm very thankful that I get to play a part in. Agreed. Um, so that's what I think is cool about the next six months. Cool. Um, I got one more question, and then we can put up. This is from Benjamin Holmgren, our recipient of the Value Award for Lighten Up. Mm-hmm. He says we talked about this with Rich Devinny last week, but I'd love to hear answers from both of you. What is a word that inspires you? Can you share a story that comes to mind when you hear that word? You want me to go first? Do you want to go first? I haven't thought about it either on purpose, but I'm... I'm cheating because I'm going to probably just leverage what we talked about last week. Okay. Because I already did this with Rich. Oh, got it. Yeah. Well, then go ahead. I think that's still really... Um, The one one I used was was, uh, honorable. Um. Because I, I kind of tell myself, you know, in the mornings, just to myself, like, I really, I'm, I'm really striving to become just an honorable man, just steady, you know, steadfast, good, good just, just good, yeah. just, just, just honorable. I think it's like the perfect word, the perfect kind of person I really strive to be. And that doesn't mean, you know, I'll ever be perfect or anything like that, but, um, I think intent, like like I've I've heard intent has a smell, and I really do intend to be you know live an honorable life and be an honorable man, mm-hmm. and and I've always just you know it goes to you know, most people look up to their parents, and I've 
It's how my dad has always lived. He's lived a very, what I see as an honorable life. And it's, he's, he's super flawed. Um, he's done a lot of stuff, you know, I don't necessarily agree with, but at the end of the day, I think his intentions have always been to live with a really high degree of honor. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why he's so damn content because he's just been so consistent at it for decades now Yeah, that he knows he doesn't have a whole lot to regret. Okay. I like that. If you ever meet my dad, you'll, you'll understand. He is just an absolute character. He's going to be on the podcast at some point, so yeah. it'll happen. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how he's going to do on it. Um, well, fortunately, you guys do have some uh, background history together. We do, but he he goes into like he kind of goes into like teaching mode. I, I, he really enjoys it. Um, but he'll actually he'll be visiting the office in September too. He'll be visiting Nashville for the first time ever. I don't think he's ever been here. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, so some of you will be able to meet him. I feel like for a while Nashville had some Deloitte offices. Maybe they still do, but they probably still do. Probably do. He he was mostly back and forth from. Uh, he would go to New York City, where they're headquartered at. Sure. Um, a word for me that inspires me. I think this is specifically probably recently in this like time of my life. Um, is humility. Yeah. And I think more of it is just like how the definition of it has changed or what what like humility really requires and calls for i think probably a less mature version of myself would describe humility as like not arrogant yes and as i'm have just matured and you know started growing my family i think i've thought about how I think real humility does require a sense of confidence that when you, when you stay humble, like that, that requires like strong choices. Does that make sense? No, I think, I think humility is completely misconstrued these days. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I just think that at least how it's taught or how I felt like I was taught as a, a kid and as a young person, that's like the oldest, oldest man thing I've ever said, you know, young people out there, Damn, damn kids. Brutal. Um, but that I was taught that to be humble means you don't take any of the credit for something that went well. Mm -hmm. And that's just like the most shallow version of it to me now. Um, and so I guess what I'm, what I'm just thinking about is I do think humility, real humi humility requires a certain sense of confidence in your in your choices um, and, and how you, you stand on certain, um, I guess just other principles in your life. This is like really vague, but it's just like the way I'm thinking about it. Um, that I, yeah, it requires, I think bravery. I think it requires confidence. And to me, those words don't typically go with what it means to be humble. I don't, I don't think you can truly be humble without being confident. Yeah. Cause humility is just an honest, assessment with where you stand yeah. a lot of times. And I mean, that's one of the base definitions of it. Just being able to honestly assess your, your skills and, and where you stand yeah. and, and the ability to say, I can do better, but it requires a degree of confidence in yourself yeah. to even get to the point of, yep, I can do a hell of a lot better here. Like when I think about my marriage, 
and we don't have to, this doesn't have to become a, you know, marriage counseling podcast. But when I think about my marriage and I, I can look at myself and say, yeah, I, you know, I could, I could have been a better husband this week or a better father or whatever by like ad- not admitting to those things, but just like to coming to terms with those things, understanding that that doesn't put my, my role or my relationship in jeopardy by admitting to those things mm-hmm. like that, that's humility, but like that requires confidence in like my position. And I, I think this, the same thing with what we do at build with, you know, it's by admitting, say, oh, I really could have handled this better. Like for example, you and Dan talked about the build with leaders thing, just like how we burned through that really, really fast by, you know, talking about, how that could have handled differently, what you guys could have done differently. You're not by saying those things, you're not like saying, and now I'm being let go from build with because of the, that mistake or, or the way we handled, you know what I mean? Like there's just like, there was confidence and um, comfort knowing that, you know, you've not jeopardized who you are by coming to terms with like the truth of that. Yeah. Both, um, both Dan and I went into that with no anxiety whatsoever. Yeah. We were like, yeah, we, because we, we, we knew we were doing what we thought was right at the time. Mm -hmm. And we still came together as a team to develop a really, really kick-ass product that I think is going to make the dirt world a better place in many different ways. Um, But yeah, we're, we're confident enough to say, hey, we screwed this one up at the same time. So anyway, I think it's great. Uh, thanks, Benjamin, for asking that. It's certainly something I think that's maybe good to think about like once a month. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. I think especially like once a year, just what you're thinking about and, and the kind of principles as trying to mature as a, as a human and as a friend or whatever else. I think that that word is going to change probably pretty often. So thanks for putting that on my on my radar for sure. Totally. Um, Aaron, I think that's a podcast, man. It's a podcast. If you have questions or comments or really any sort of feedback whatsoever for the internal podcast, yep. direct it to alex at buildwit.com. Thanks, y'all. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.